0: A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. Azariah, condemned to death by fire, stood still in the fire and prayed aloud for your name's sake. Do not give us up forever, and do not annul your covenant. Do not withdraw your mercy from us for the sake of Abraham, your beloved, and for the sake of your servant Isaac and Israel your Holy One, to whom you promised to supply their descendants like the stars of heaven and like the sand on the shore of the sea. For we, O Lord, have become fewer than any other nation, and are brought low this day in all the world because of our sins. In our day we have no ruler, or prophet, or leader, or burnt offerings, or sacrifice, or oblation, or incense, or place to make an offering before you and to find mercy. Yet, with a contrite heart and a humble spirit, may we be accepted, as though it were with burnt offerings of rams, bulls, or with tens of thousands of fat, fat lambs, such may be our sacrifice be in your sight today. And may we unreservedly follow you, for no shame will come to those who trust in you. And now, with all our hearts we follow you, we fear you and we seek your presence. Do not put us to shame, but deal with us in your patience and in your abundant mercy. Deliver us in accordance with your marvelous works and bring glory to your name, O Lord. The word of the Lord. Be to God. Remember your mercies, O Lord.
1: Remember your mercies.
0: Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. Remember Remember your your mercies, O Lord. Lord. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Remember your mercies, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. Remember the mercies.
1: Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory. Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory. With all your heart, turn to me, for I am tender and compassionate. Praise to you, Lord, King of eternal glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if a brother or sister sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. And, as he could not pay his lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity, the lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, So my Heavenly Father will also do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. should, of course, not be surprised to hear a gospel such as this in the middle of Lent as another inducement to us to repair many aspects of our own lives and souls that are often in disarray because of resentment and unforgiveness. However, as with pretty much any story that Jesus tells or anything he preaches at all, The primary referent of the story is not what we're supposed to do, though it certainly looks like that. Even Peter's question addressed to Jesus in the first place, eliciting the answer, would suggest that the whole thing is about what we're supposed to do. When Jesus tells his parables, it is never, never in the first referent about us, or any aspect of us, It is always, always about God. The key to really understanding what lies underneath everything that is said in that story is what we hear in our first reading today. We do think of Daniel, besides the business of the lion's den, we also think of the flaming furnace of fire, where he and several others were cast in, but they were not even singed by the fire, much less yet destroyed by it. Azariah, condemned to death by fire, is not an evil person, quite the opposite. And yet, in the fiery furnace, he prays on behalf of the entire community of Israel, speaking in its name to express sorrow for sinfulness, sorrow for so much that has been done wrong and wickedly. And then as he comes to the end of the prayer and pledges that we with all our heart will follow you and seek your presence, then come these incredibly important words. Do not put us to shame, but deal with us in your patience and in your abundant mercy. This is not a request that God might somehow develop all of a sudden patience and abundant mercy. It's a recognition that patience and abundant mercy is the very nature of God that that's what God is all about. It is calling on that patience and abundant mercy in order that a broken people may be healed. And these are words that are coming out of the mouth of a righteous person. What about us, who are far from being righteous? We also cry out, Deal with us in your patience and in your abundant mercy. Which again, in our case too, is not an invitation to God to start being that way, as if he weren't before. It is calling on what we recognize is the very nature of God. His patience and his abundant mercy. This is the point of Jesus' parable. Our God is filled with that patience and abundant mercy. It is the very way in which he treats us, casting as far as the east is from the west all our transgressions and sins. Now, on that basis, you go to the next step, which is that we are called upon to become just like him. If we truly desire To have communion with God, we must become more and more like him, manifesting in our own situation that very same patience and mercy, recognizing, of course, that we falter and we stumble and we are weak and it's very difficult for us to do it. Of course, that's all recognized, but also recognizing as our opening hymn made clear that the debts that others owe to us are pretty trivial by comparison with the debts that we owe to God. And if he is merciful, then why should we find it illogical that we're called upon to be merciful too? So it really is, in the end, all about developing a profounder relationship with this God, which will enable us to do what seems impossible. And we really do have to admit that it's difficult to say in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, if we have no intention of striving to grow in what that means as a gift from God, the merciful one. So we pray for the grace to go there with Jesus who gave himself up completely and whose cross in blazing light reveals a truth that we really don't stop and think about very much.
0: We owe him everything.